Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Feelings. I'm your host, Gabby Brooks, and today's Halloween, one of the best holidays. And did you know the original use for this holiday? Actually, it was a very romantic holiday. So the women would hold up these candles to the mirrors, and then they would think that if initials popped up, that that's their future mate which I think one is a little creepy, a little spooky, but I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. Another thing they used to do, don't you know the game Bobbing for Apples? Turns out originally the competition was used to see who would be next to get married. And the winner would be that person, almost like if you throw a bouquet at a wedding, that was the exact same thing as bobbing for apples, which blows my mind. But I hope you guys have a great Halloween, and let's get into the actual episode. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Feelings. I'm your host, Gabby Brooks, and today I couldn't be more thrilled about the episode. We sit down with my good friend, Jordan Taylor, as he talks about the struggles in his life. And some of these struggles have just left me speechless that anyone's went through the things that he's went through. Now, we only scratch a surface of his whole story, but his story is so powerful because even though he's been through so much like abuse, homelessness, he has such a positive outlook on life and he still gets inspired by everything else around him and his views on the world just, oh my goodness, they shock me. Because normally when you go through something like that, it's hard to see the good in the world, but yet he sees so much of the good in the world. And I just cannot wait for you guys to meet Jordan Taylor. So let's get into it. Okay, I'm Gabby Brooks and you are listening to Unfiltered Feelings. I'm here with my really good friend, Jordan Taylor. Woo! And he has an incredible story and I'm very excited for him to be on the podcast and get to share it with you guys so that you guys can all get a different perspective from his story and then also see a little bit because he has such an inspiring story. I feel like it needs to be out there and it has been out there before, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's dive into it because he's actually really good at talking, so he's probably going to take it away most of the time. But I'm giving it to you right now. (laughs) Tell the people who you are. Um, I'm Jordan. Um, I like to inspire people and motivate and just try to, you know, uh, be there, support people, and want to see people do great things, you know. Um, I just want, I'm also a guy that's just, I like sports a lot, you know, Football, I like the Falcons. Go Falcons, even though we suck. They do Uh, this season. uh, Wow. (laughs) uh, Basketball, I'm a LeBron fan, so go Lakers. Um, (laughs) And and also baseball, you know, I'm cheering for the Nationals to win the whole thing. You know, first time ever um, against the Astros. Um, And also, um, I also like, uh, I love playing spades. What's spades? It's like a card game. I was about to say, I have no clue what you're talking about yeah, right now. Yeah, uh, card games. And, and what I do, uh, I, I love all kinds of music. Um, I listen to hip-hop, R&B, like Chris Brown. And, like, you know, you got Drake's out there, you know. The originals. And, yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, that, was, that, was, that was my 
uh, life, and then uh, then I then I fall right now. I fall into country music now. It's kind of weird, but uh, you like country music? Yeah, my country artist is Thomas Rhett. Song from Thomas Rhett, and I re- and I have it on my phone. And Which it's one? called It Goes Like This. Mm. <laughs> hey girl, you make me wanna drive you home. That was beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Should be the next singer, yes. next Thomas Rhett, right here, yes. guys. Yes, <laughs> yes. Catch you down and sing to you all night long. All night long. Oh my goodness, I that's... don't know what it is about you, baby. And I don't walk this on them nights. I'm crazy. Oh, beautiful, so beautiful. Yes, yeah, so beautiful, y'all. So beautiful. But this is not why we're here. We could talk about <laughs> somehow yes. me just figuring out how he loves country music, which is bizarre for me. Yes. But okay, tell the people your story because it has so much power behind it. Yeah. Um you know, my story is just like, you know, I I come from a very abusive home, you know, with my parents and uh uh it was hard, you know, my mom was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um my stepdad uh actually my dad never came into my life. Um, also I always grew up with a stepdad. Um, I didn't find out that he was my stepdad until I was 16 and, um, it was rough. You know, I used to get locked in the room a lot. Um, um, you know, how people, when they lock you in a room, like they'll take the knob and switch it up, but you be stuck in the room instead of you coming out of the room. Um, it was very hard. You know, I had to sit there and use the bath. Like when I had to use the bathroom, I couldn't get out. I had to go to the window and, um, I had to grab, I had some scissors in my room, so I used to cut the screens and like, I take, yeah, it was, it was rough, you know, um, my life was kind of very hard and, you know, just, uh, and then after that, um, I just got tired of it. So I left the house when I was 18 and then, um, I only, so then, um, before I went to anywhere else, I went to my grandmother's house. Um, it was my first time seeing my grandmother in over two years and I was figuring out why she's, I haven't seen her in so long. And it turns out she has mental illness too. So, so I was basically uh, going through abuse, uh, abusiveness from her. Um, I almost got hit with a cane a couple of times. Um, yeah, it was very scary. Like, like I was like, I was like in a, in a debt center or something like that, or one of those lines. And then I left back. Um, my grandma was trying to send me to California, which I'm from, San Diego. Uh, and uh, it was very hard. Um, I didn't know what to do at the moment because I, I haven't been to California since I was like seven. So uh, I didn't know, like, I said, okay, I'm freaking 19 now. I mean, 18. And I'm trying to figure out, uh, I was like, hey, should I go to California? <laughs> you know where to go. Or should yeah. I or should I stay in Georgia? So I decided to take stay myself in Georgia and um you know my um I went back to see my mom. My mom got me from the airport and and things just did still didn't work out and <clears throat> I was getting really bad consequences and and so I left. Um and then I then um I went to uh Southern Crescent Pines, which is off of uh close to Eagles Landing. Um, and then I moved to the Ridgeview. <coughs> it's like another mental facility place. And then that's where I moved to Covenant House. Yeah. Yeah. And then stuff happened. 
Yeah, stuff happened. Um, I was fooling around as a kid um, at that time, and it was very hard. Um, I was doing something stupid, and I got kicked out for it. And then I stayed, and then uh, that's when I had to stay at an abandoned house for a month. And yeah. that was not fun because I had to beg for food all the time, go to checkers and ask people for money for food. So it was just kind of like... So let's pause at that time real fast. Take us back to that time and what exactly were your thoughts during it? My thoughts was that I put it on myself. Um, mm -hmm. I shouldn't do what I did. Um, I just never been in that type of road before, to be honest. No, it was, I understand. It was, uh, it, it was something I've never experienced in a long time where I had to ask for food or anything in those lines because it's never happened to me before but the fact well, that was that like asking people for food like in the back of your head how what was that like it was very like weird because i never asked anybody for anything <laughs> no was, i get that it was one of those things that you know you know you you can't live without hungry you know um you know when you have to it, it was just it was just very hard and sad it was just all along those lines. It was very hard and sad um, just being around, just asking people for money and for food that you need to survive. Because you never want to be out there doing that. Yeah. But Which, at the same time, you were surviving. Yeah. So you're a survivor in that sense, too, mm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was just, it was, it was tough, you know. It wasn't pretty, you know. But... I'm glad to overcome it too. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's get back on the story. So that was a period of your life mm -hmm. that must have gotten really dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was light on the other side. So let's get back from after you stopped living in this abandoned house. Mm -hmm. Where did you go to next? Um, so I went back to Covenant House. Uh, the second time and they allowed me to back in and then the second time I did what I was supposed to do um, <clears throat> So I stayed at a shelter for a month and then they moved me to RLP, which is like uh, independent living program so they help you like uh, how to be independent and you know save paying rent on time and This and that and third just give you steps to need and I was there for about two years. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I was staying in South Fulton on the south side uh, for a year until it got expunged. And so we had to move back to the Covenant House by where the cottages are behind the uh, where the girls' shelter is. Um, and I was there for a year. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. And um, is there any more you wanna ask? Well, when you say that you went through all these different houses, for people who aren't totally sure what the Covenant House is, can you explain it to someone who doesn't know what that is? Covenant House is basically a homeless for teens from 18 to 24 where they help you to get back on your feet as far as whatever you need, school, work, or, or like try to have a, a, a place like apartment or like, or like a house or whatever. And, and so you have case managers that will help you to get those uh goals that you are trying to set yeah i think that's so awesome that they actually care and they're actually trying to get you on your feet mm -hmm. they're not just giving you what you need at the time but they're trying to prepare you for the future if that mm -hmm. makes sense yeah um and that's the most important thing um they have they have like 
job fairs that come so you got people from different jobs they come to Covenant House in the gym and uh, like Kroger or Walmart or Publix or like those kind of jobs Wendy's and whatever and and it's just like basically giving you an opportunity to get hired on the spot to be honest yeah yeah it's basically just trying to help you out that's awesome mm-hmm. so now we get into that part where they are supplying you with jobs what job did you get I got Publix. And how was that? Um, I didn't know what to expect because um, it, um, I, my mom was very racial. Yes. Um, she doesn't like uh, certain people like whites, to be honest. Um, it, it was very hard because... You know, all you learn is from your mom and basically just trying to help you and give you the guidance about how certain people are, but you just got to learn how to see it for yourself. Yeah. Not, not everybody, what they say is true, so don't fall for that. Just go for it and see what happens and see for your own standpoint how you look at it. No, I think that's important for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And I love that you also have that perspective on things too where Mm -hmm. you're well aware that you need to figure it out for yourself and as much as other people's input feeds into you you also need to make sure that you know for yourself which Mm -hmm. I think is great Mm -hmm. so now explain to me the rest of Publix um so (laughs) yeah only Gabby does this Um, (laughs) y'all um well let me see so Publix uh it was a very uh, interesting job. Uh, I, I come in as a bagger. Um, I applied for as a bagger, and so when I started out, I started as a grocery, and I realized how social I was. I was like, "What in the world? Like, dang, why am I talking a lot to so many people? That's not even part of my job." <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like engaging folks. Like, you know, I was like, oh. Man. <laughs> This is like weirdest thing ever. Like, oh man, this is just sucks. That's crazy uh, that you thought that because you've always been that person that will go up to a stranger and be like, "Hi, my name's Jordan," and you're just kind of the strangers are like, "Did they really just come come up to me like that?" And you're like, "Yeah, I want to get to know you," and they're like, "Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's get to know. I want to get to know you too." Just yeah. wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like, um, and then it's just like, "Oh, you should be a bagger. We should put you as a bagger." That's like okay yeah sure i guess and then at first i was like i was kind of scared because i was just like dang there's gonna be a lot of people like oh jordan look what you did (laughs) yeah oh man this kind of sucks but all right um so this guy um his name is kyle and he uh he's in a wheelchair everybody knew kyle and he left uh publix uh probably the week after i started being being a bagger and so he had a job at Piedmont Hospital. So everybody knew Kyle. So he he basically gave me he gave me the letter and basically passed the torch to me to take over the store for him while he's gone. Which I thought that was the dumbest thing ever. But why did you think that was the dumbest thing ever? Because <laughs> I didn't think I had it in myself as far as. But someone else saw that potential in you. Yeah, I doubted myself for a while until until I watched Blindside the movie. Okay, explain to everyone what blindside... Okay, spoiler alert, just ahead. 
for if you want to see Blindside and if you have it, Jordan's about to just spoil it for you. So explain to them what Blindside is. Well, well, Blindside is basically like a movie about a football player. His name is Michael Orr and he was basically homeless. His parents didn't treat him right. He had a rough childhood. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, he, uh, this white family uh, picked them up on, off the street and gave them a place to stay. And Sandra Bullock is in that movie also. And uh, it was funny because he had no, like, education or anything like that. Um, it was just tough because um, I was watching the whole movie. I was like, dang, this is what the people do for other people or whatever. So, Michael was a guy that didn't really talk as much. He was more like a very quiet guy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't feel comfortable being in class and whatever. Because, like, I guess he didn't like being around other people. Yeah. And then, so, one day he decided he wanted to become a football player. So, I was like, okay. He's a big uh, 6'3", 305-pound giant. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not really a giant because he's about my height. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, you know, he played, he tried out playing football, and at first he was kind of scared, and, you know, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Sandra Bullock, the mom, was kind of telling Michael, he's like, he's like, well, he said, this is your quarterback. He's like, you make sure anything, nothing happens to him, okay? And this is your tailback. You make sure anybody else do it, doing this, such and such, in the third. Yeah. I was like, do you understand me? He's like, and he's like, yes, he's like, yes, mom. He's like, okay. He's like, that's my boy, right? So the next, the next time he start messing, the uh, next time he play, uh, they start the calendar practice. He just start trucking everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He start running people over. I was like, whoa. And then, uh, and then the coach was surprised. He was like, oh, he's like, okay. What did you tell him? He said, you gotta know, you gotta know your players. You gotta know your players, coach. You gotta know your players. And you're welcome. And you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Um, so long story short, he turned his life around. Um, he uh, got a scholarship at Old Miss um, University. Um, for those of you who don't know where Old Miss is, is down in Mississippi, not Mississippi State. And it's an SEC school, which is I love SEC because that's I love college football. No. And now he is the office of lineman for the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah. explain to them how this movie has affected you. Uh, the movie affected me because uh, how I look at white people now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like white people are not as bad as I thought. I just thought every white person was bad until I saw the movie and it kind of like me. I was like, wow. Because your mama, you grew up like that. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, hey, look out for yeah. them. And you were like, okay, I'll look out for them. Like, don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now me and you are sitting in co- in a car right now. So, I mean, yeah. that wouldn't have happened. Well, and yeah, and then I started watching more uh, TV shows. It's crazy that TV shows affected you like <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> like Zoe 101, y'all. If y'all don't know what Zoe 101 is, <laughs> check out Teen Nick. Um, my nickname was Michael, and those of you who don't know who Michael is, Michael's the only black guy in the whole show. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. I know. It's kind of weird, but it's, it's probably the best thing ever. But it's fine. It's fine. All so, right. going back down, because we could easily talk about TV shows <laughs> yeah, and we movies talk about all TV day shows. long. Yes. But let's redirect it back to 
Publix. Okay, let's redirect right to Publix. So, uh, <laughs> as I watched, um, after I finished watching Blindside, I, uh, so I went back to Publix and I just started talking to everybody. Mm -hmm. So then it's just like, hey, I, I'm Jordan, what's your name? Cool, this and that and the third. Like, how was your week? Cool, it was great, awesome. And then I ran into another customer as someone who I've known for six months. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, you know, uh, his name is Louie. His name is Louie Giglio. Um, Louie is a great guy. I've known this man for six months. Because um, he shops at Publix all the time, apparently. Shop, yeah, shop Publix all the time. <laughs> and then, you know... Uh, one day I did ask him, say, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking for a church, you know, I'm looking for a church. To and you had no idea who Louie was either. I had no idea Let's who just Louis put that out there. Either. He had no clue. He just nah. casually was like, oh, this guy's nice. Like, I'm talking to him. I'm the bagger. Like, what church do you go to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he said, I go to Pasha City, so I, uh, I, I attend there, you know, I, uh, yeah, yeah, me, me and Shelly go. We go at the 5 o'clock on Sundays. So, yeah, we'll be in the uh, chairs. We'll get you a seat. Yeah, I was like, okay. I was buying into it, too. Because he, okay, what you guys need to know, too, is Louie and Shelly actually told him that they were attendant, attendees of Passion. They didn't tell him that they were, he was the pastor of Passion. Yeah. Which I just thought that was the coolest thing ever because he wasn't like, I'm, oh, I'm the pastor. Like, he was like, no, we attend. Like, he wasn't trying to, like, put himself on a pedestal, which is why I love Louie. Yeah. But, yeah, so continue with that. Yeah, and then it's just, like, I ain't gonna lie. When I got there, it was, like, the most, like, you know, the welcoming was great. Um, it started with the songs first, you know, the songs, the lights. I'm like, what the heck happened to the lights? You know, it started. What like, happened to the lights? It's dark in here? What? Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> I remember the night, it was, like, it was dark blue, and it was, like, you know, it had this little like like cut off i was about board. to say, he's doing hand motions but <laughs> no one at home can see your hand well i guess the one i guess the one can't see my hand but it's okay mm -hmm. I, i'm definitely brown skin y'all if, if i mean if anybody can see my skin complexion but uh um you know it's uh yeah and it was very different i was like wow this is like constant here i feel like the energy already all right god's grace first time i ever said that in a long time but all right um and then the, the surprising one is when Louis got on stage, I was like, what the world? What's going on here? Like, I was looking for Louis the whole time. You know, he got on You're stage. You're like, where is he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out there. I was sitting in the back, you know. I was sitting there. I was like, wait, what the? What in the world? Like, what is that? Oh, yeah, that's Louis. Yeah, I knew who he is. But what did he do? He's like, oh, he's a pastor. I was like, what the fudge nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. I didn't know how to take that. I was, like, very surprised. I was Taken like, back? Because normally if a pastor of a church was to invite you to the church, normally they would make it known, too, that they were the pastor of the church. I said, like, I can't believe I fall for that. But that was, <laughs> that's a good way to fall for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I've been at Passion ever since then. So how has Passion affected your life? Uh, it affected my life when you have uh, a crazy Gabby, you know, impacted your life. <laughs> Thank you, but I was not that big of an impact i mean she was, she was as kinda, other people she was kind of a big impact as being as the the one of the four horse women you know to lead like a podcast like this uh, as far as uh sydney norlina and the rest those of you girls who don't know check them out please check them out please <laughs> just gave like shout outs to all these people yeah, i love it yeah norlina sydney i love y'all he loves you guys 
they're gonna yeah. listen to this and be like, "Did he really just give us a shout out?" Yeah. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, he did." Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I was get get a sh- uh, another shout out for uh, all G- Gabby's friends, you know, from Nashville, Tennessee, whoever it's Kevin Gomes. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Gomes. Kevin Gomes. Peter, I love you, Peter. And Noah, I love you, Noah. Yes. 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 I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. I was giving a shout out. It just came out. got right. distracted right I, now. Yeah, I got distracted. We went on a whole nother topic at this point. <laughs> like, what were we even talking about? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. See, Jordan, it's funny because I never know what's going to fly out of your mouth sometimes. Where it's just like a constant surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sorry sorry i'm being so random right now no, this is who he is though this, this is, is who, who you are as a this, person yeah, this, so i mean yeah you're just showing the reality of who you are yeah this is who i am this is who you are exactly there goes the accents coming out yeah. <laughs> no no let me tell you something about about you guys see like i do like a lot of impersonation no we're shutting this down right now <laughs> <laughs> she says she's shutting this down we're right. shutting this down right now okay we gotta get back on track all right, let's get back on track all right go ahead what were we even, okay, how has passion impacted your life without the shout outs? Okay, Just, without, we're focusing on you and how this has affected your life. Okay, passion has impacted my life because um, I love the community. Um, uh, I've never been to a church where you can actually build friendships and building your own community. Yeah. Um, something, and something is rare for a lot of churches because... You know, a lot of churches I've gone to, you know, I like to go to church, go home all the time. I've never been to a church where you can actually build friendships, like legit friendships and building your own community. Um, as far as college nights or like on a Sunday, <clears throat> like going out to eat. Yeah. Like um, I've never like get around a group where everybody goes to the same church and everybody just hangs out. And then you get each other's Instagram, get each other's number, and it was something very new for me. Um, I've actually enjoyed it a lot, actually, just seeing, meeting people, and then you just getting to know, and then you just get each other's Instagram, and and then you start building that up as you start going to passion. I was like, wow, this is something that I consider as home, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's really cool because people there, they don't just get to know you like surface level. They pour into you. Mm -hmm. And it's very different than a lot of other settings Mm -hmm. in society today in general. Yeah. Which is great. I think the one thing I would tell the world is, um, and I try to, and I'm going to try to go on uh, Gabby's podcast for you guys. Um, You know, whenever, if you're in college, you know, don't go to college and go home. And this is just my opinion. I just don't go to college and go home because I think a lot of people expect to try to get a college degree and think it's going to come with uh, like come with a career job that you want. It does not work like that. It's just basically like I feel like in this world, like in Atlanta, like like seriously, like I feel like you have to network and build relationships with people in order to get a job that you want. Like seriously, like it it happens in so long, like. Honestly, if I didn't build relationships with people like where I'm at, I probably won't be where I'm I'm at today. Like, seriously, like um, I'm forever grateful of the people I've made a lot of relationships with just being at Passion or at Publix or Mm -hmm. the job I'm currently working at now. I work at um, another Broken A Cafe that's in Buckhead. Um, If y'all want to come see me, I am there 
almost every other day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, we're getting off topic here because Gabby's laughing like crap. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but not nah, like, like, and just like all seriousness, like, yeah, just go out there and network and build relationships. Like, if you really want something, go get it, you know, um, expand your horizon, expand yeah. what you really want to do because things will come your way if you start doing those things. And I try to tell people that, but people don't want to listen. They think it's about, it's not about you getting to the money. It's about people helping you get to the money. Um, people just don't come to you. You got to go to them, just to be honest. That is true. It's another thing, me and Courtney talked about that yesterday, was that you honestly have to get outside your comfort zone mm -hmm. to see any success. And sometimes we get told from a young age, you need to stay in your comfort zone. It's okay to stay mm -hmm. in your comfort zone. It's like, no, it's not okay. You need to expand your horizons mm -hmm. and go outside your comfort because right. that's where you grow. And that's where, like, your future, you need to take those steps out of your box. Right. That's good. But, okay, going back to the topic of where are you at in life now? Um, well, right now, I was saying that... Um, I love, uh, so I was staying with my adopted family. I met them at Publix. Uh, basically, uh, I got adopted by another family. Um, uh, I met them at Publix. They were really good people. And I got invited to their home. <coughs> there was some situation that happened. And uh, my dad cheated on my mom. Uh, that was really hard. Uh, my dad cheated on my mom with two strippers. And that was not what I expect at all. Mm -hmm. So my dad kicked me out of the house because something that had nothing to do with me. Um, he found out that what was going on, so he kicked me out, which is that, I think that was stupid. And, um, and then I went back to Covenant House um, around April, actually May of this year. Um, she just had a place to stay and saved some money up. And one day, I just kept missing, like, the college nights, the mm -hmm. summer, like, the summer in the city. I had to be back at a certain time. Like, it was just really, like, stressful. So I left around September of last month, and I just need a break. So I just need, like, so I was staying, um, I was staying with my mom for a little bit, but she was too far. It was in Jonesboro, and then I was staying at In Town Suites off of uh, Atlantic Station. That was mm -hmm. close to everything. Um, I was paying like $700 every two weeks. Which is crazy. Which it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then now I'm I'm back at Covenant House again. And I think the difference is I just want to be the light of, to be an impact for these Covenant House youth because people need that type of mm -hmm. um, like energy as far as where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like the stuff that some of the Covenant House you do is not good, um, but that's that's when I come in and try to make a difference, um, you know. And that's all I want. That's all the only thing I really can do. You know, I can influence, I can encourage, but I just can't force it. You know. No, I get that, and I love what you're doing <coughs> with that. Yeah. But going back to you, what do you see in your future? Um, I see myself as a sports analyst. Oh, that's cool. I can see that. Yeah, uh, I can see myself having my own podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I have my own YouTube channel and this and that and third. Um, just talking about sports uh, and then my personal life, having a vlog and Jesus, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. Okay, if you, because you've been through a lot, a lot of stuff has happened. What would be some takeaways that you've had going through these experiences? Say that one more time. 
So you've been through a lot in life. What would be some takeaways from these experiences? I think the takeaway is, is just, uh, just me, like, not give it, not giving up as far as what you want to do. Um, I just feel like if you want to, like, I think most of us in our age right now feel like giving up is, like, the, the best thing. Yeah. But it's not. Um, there's always, uh, I feel like those who think that is it's called lack of faith. Um, I feel like if you have faith, there's always something comes with it, you know. Um, like I said, in God's eyes, is like you know, it's always a closed door, but there's always a door will open um, mm. as far as where you're trying to go and where you're trying to live at and whatever. Um, that's why I always keep that term with me. Like you know, if the opportunity doesn't work out, there's always a door will open, and that's something that I've grown to see and do. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, just be an impact. You know, just uh, just make sure that what I'm doing right now is for the good, greater good and try to um, be the best person I can be, to be honest. That's really cool that you have that outlook because it is hard when you're in tough situations that just, like, suck. Sometimes life just sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that you have that outline and that takeaway even despite what's going on in life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. And we are actually almost out of time. So is there any last thoughts that you have to anyone who's listening to this? Well, um, I'm going to shout out to all my... Uh, can I do any shout outs? I'm cutting you off on the shout outs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jordan looks at me and he's like, I could shout out this person, this person, this person. But no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> any other last minute things that you want anyone to hear from your story? Uh, from my story, I'll probably say like... Um, I'm forever grateful to the type of transformation I made, you know, just, uh, where I was before until now. Um, you know, I feel like there's two different lifestyles that I think people need to really understand of how I look at things. But, but from my perspective of things, I look at two lifestyles. You got the world and you got Christ. Yeah. I feel like when you have the world, I look at like. You know, I was staying like I was when I was at the hotel off of uh, in town suites off of Northside. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, I was standing by the balcony and I was looking at like it was at nighttime. I was looking at the city of Atlanta and I was looking at the ground, like where the car is passing by and this and that and third. Yeah. So when I was looking down, uh, the first thing that came to my mind is I look at it as the world. And when I look at the city of Atlanta, I look at Christ, mm-hmm. um, the world reminds me of like prostitution sex uh drugs um you know all just negativity people judging each other people try to kill each other uh people just try to do just all those crazy things you know and basically the environment that you put yourself around um just everything like that's the world um just full around negativity and just do all the wrong things and then when you look at Christ, I look at it as like a positive and a and a and a, uh, and a, a motivational life as far as and then the networking and relationships thing. Um, and I have a positive attitude. Um, you need to have those things in order to get where you want to go. Sometimes it's hard to not to have that those type of things, but I feel like being with the world is like a cycle. It's like you do the same thing over and over again expecting a different result whatever 
is your mental or like the stuff that you do on a daily basis as far as smoking, um, drinking and that type of stuff in those phase. And I just feel like it's a cycle because it just keeps happening over and over. But it's like when you're with, uh, when, when you be with Christ, it's like a different blessings come with it every single time. Yeah. And that way you don't have to deal with no gossip and drama and all this other stuff going on. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's how I really look at it. It's just that, um, I just try to advise people was stick with Christ because Christ is like the best thing like to ever think about because if you think you can handle with the world I mean that's great but it won't get you in far where you want to go to be honest as, yeah. as you because people die from the stuff that they go through like smoking and drinking and that type of stuff so yeah it just won't get you far at all no that's, I get that mm-hmm and I think that's good advice. And it's worked for you. Yeah. <laughs> Love the smile. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was like a rock solid. Yeah. It yes. has. Almost yes. like an empowerment thing. Yes. But it was really good to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, guys. There goes the accent again. Loving the accent. So the accent I'm going to do, and I'm going to do this before she close out the show. Um, oh, boy. What's about to pop out of your mouth? Um... Well, well, I, I don't know how Gabby's going to take this, but... Uh, oh, boy, that's never a good sign, uh, Jordan. That's never um, a good sign. So, uh, if y'all know who Medea is, you know, I watched... The oh, movie. my goodness, my grandma loves Medea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I sit there and I talk like Medea sometimes, you know, just to, just to entertain people, you know. I say, let me tell y'all something. You're not, you're not doing none of this and none of that. You make sure you keep everything in line, okay? I don't have time for those games. Y'all need to sit y'all behind down and, and look me in when I'm talking to you. I don't play with none of that stuff right here and right now, okay? You know, I understand what I got going on, but please, and I mean please, for the name of Jesus, do not do that anymore, okay? All right. I'm sorry, y'all, but... This is that's my <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> yeah, sorry y'all. I went off topic. You know, I made Gabby laugh so much. So I love uh, this. Yes, okay. yes. Or I never know what's gonna pop out of your mouth. But... <laughs> oh goodness! But I hope you guys have a great week this week. Have a great week. We're gonna talk to Jordan about him and his accents just popping up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week though, and have a great it was. Week. A lot of fun having you on the podcast. So again, thank you, thank you for thank taking you, time for out of your me. day to come and do the podcast with me. Thank you so for having me. That. Thanks, thank you guys. Hope you guys like it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you guys so much for listening to Unfiltered Feelings. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Unfiltered Feelings. And remember, every single Thursday we have a new podcast. Isn't that so exciting? I just love sitting down having these conversations with people and getting a different perspective. Because as much as I share with you guys, I learn so much through these podcasts and through these people's stories. More than I even thought I would. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you guys have a great week. Bye.